Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's holy word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word for April 29th. We find ourselves once again on a Friday, and so we once again find ourselves in the book Piercing Heaven for our prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we know your words. The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught, that I may know how to sustain with words the one who is weary. I am one of those wearied souls, Lord. I am wearied with my temptations, wearied with inward trouble. So now, Lord, speak a word in due season to this poor, wounded, and weary soul. Let me serve you, Lord, that is all my desire. Let me see you as you please, when you please. I am done, Lord. I am done. I have questioned and questioned my condition these many years, and I see there is no end of such questioning. I get nothing by it. I am a poor, weak creature, and I fear I will never be able to bear testimony of the truth of Jesus Christ. But you have said, I will give you my two witnesses. I am one of your witnesses. Now then, Lord, give power to me, for I am poor. I see the sinfulness of sin, so let me also see the graciousness of grace and the fullness of Christ. I come to you for righteousness, because I see my sin is exceedingly sinful. O Lord, keep my soul in the ocean of your free love. Amen. All right. Today, we are going to be looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. That has us reading from verse 1 through verse 18. Hear the word of the Lord. I, Paul, myself entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, I who am humble when face to face with you, but bold toward you when I am away. I beg of you that when I am present, I may not have to show boldness with such confidence as I count on showing against some who suspect us of walking according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Look at what is before your eyes. If anyone is confident that he is Christ, let him remind himself that just as he is Christ, so also are we. For even if I boast a little too much of our authority, which the Lord gave for building you up and not for destroying you, I will not be ashamed. I do not want to appear to be frightening you with my letters. For they say, his letters are weighty and strong, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech of no account. Let such a person understand that what we say by letter when absent, we do when present. Not that we dare to classify or compare ourselves with some of those who are commending themselves, but when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. But we will not boast beyond limits, but will boast only with regard to the area of influence God assigned to us to reach even to you. For we are not overextending ourselves as though we did not reach you, for we were the first to come all the way to you with the gospel of Christ. We do not boast beyond limit in the labors of others, but our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged, so that we may preach the gospel in lands beyond you without boasting of work already done in another's area of influence. Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. For it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. So as we start here with chapter 10, the issues at hand in Corinth, or at least the issues they have with Paul, become even more clear. 
they're saying, you know, this Paul, he writes a really strong letter. But when he's around, look at the dude. Uh, he's not very imposing. He is not a good public speaker. Come on, who are you going to listen to? Paul, who writes a good letter when he's not around, or us? Well, Paul wants them to know that what they're talking about here isn't matters of the flesh. It isn't about human power. It isn't about uh, the way in which they're able to argue uh, using rhetorical skills of the day, their public speaking ability. He wants them to know that they are instead discussing these things in his letter, and he's writing it down because it is a spiritual matter. Notice what he says, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. The way that that Paul fights isn't through his rhetorical skill. The way that Paul fights isn't through his uh, physical appearance being imposing upon them. No, he is writing it down. And these have divine power to destroy strongholds. And notice it says we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And notice the nature of where Paul is doing his work. He is not showing up, uh, exerting his authority over them by his physical presence, but in a letter. He has written it down. It can be read time and again to be evaluated. It can be put up against other things that he's written. It can be put up against scripture because it's written down. And so Paul is very, very certain that what he is doing is from God. Notice the authority that he believes this possesses. It destroys arguments at every lofty opinion. Paul is confident in what he is doing. And so this comes down to this idea of boasting, as we see in verse 8. For even if I boast a little too much of our authority, which the Lord gave for building you up and not for destroying you, I will not be ashamed. He is, he's not ashamed that he's writing a letter. Because he believes that God has given him this authority. He has this authority by the work of the Holy Spirit in him and by the fact that he is an apostle. The risen Christ has appeared to him. And so he says, I I don't want to appear to be frightening you with my letters. Uh, And this is where we see what they're talking about Paul for. His letters are weighty and strong, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech of no account. Uh, Paul doesn't want to seem like he is exerting too much authority through the letters. He's just simply saying that he is speaking for God. And he's not boasting about this. Notice as we come down to verse 15, we do not boast beyond limit in the labors of others, but our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged so that we may preach the gospel lands beyond you without boasting of work already done in another's area of influence. And then here we go. Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Paul isn't boasting that his letters have authority Uh, Because he's the one that's written them. He's boasting in the authority that God has given him. And remember, he's not trying to convince anybody with his earthly presence, with his fleshly presence. He is using scripture. He is using the authority that God has given him to teach. So this is an important thing for you and I to remember. It is really easy for us to want to follow someone who has a strong physical presence, right? It's easy for us to want to exert our physical presence or our our abilities, maybe whether the rhetorical abilities or, or something else. We want people to follow us based upon those things, and we want to use those things. 
But where we are as Christians is we go back to the word. We go back to the word of God. Our way of operating isn't according to the flesh. Our way of operating is according to the word. And so that is why it's important that we continually understand more and more the authority that scripture should have in in our lives and the way that the word is sufficient to tell us what to do. It's sufficient to tell us what to do in the church. We need to have a trust in the things that are spiritual, not in the things that are worldly. So may we continually go to God's word. May we continually trust God's word. May we use God's word to do what Paul talks about here. May we remember that the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they do have divine power to destroy strongholds, to destroy arguments, and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. So may we go back to God's word continually. May we hold every thought captive that we might better obey our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's close with prayer. Merciful God, we ask that you would bless us with meekness and gentleness, for we know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal and of this world. May we seek you in humility and let ourselves be governed by your word. And may we proclaim your word knowing that it has the power to tear down strongholds and lofty opinions that raise themselves against you. As we approach this Friday and the coming weekend, we pray that we would be reminded of Christ's great work and that your spirit would work in us a desire to pursue holiness. May we seek out opportunities to serve you and may we be blessed with the desire to keep your law that we might bring honor and praise to the holy name of Jesus. And so may we step into another day, humbled by the great love that you have given us in Jesus. Grant us the courage to speak of this love to those around us today, that we might be faithful witnesses to who Jesus is. We pray this all in his name. Amen. Okay, have yourself a great Friday, and I hope you have a good weekend as well. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available each week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel. 